This is Danny Corrine. I'm ODP Andrew McPhee. This is uh, Paul from Perioperative Logbook. Hi, I'm Tony Jeremy. Hi, my name's Chris Poynton, and you're listening to Pitcast. Hello, my name's Craig Griffiths. And hello, my name is Justin Blackett. And welcome to the 28th episode of Pipcast, a podcast for ODPs and the theatre world. An extremely warm welcome, because it is now the summertime. Extremely warm welcome. Very warm welcome. Uh, To our regular listeners, it's great to have you back on the show and listening in to us. And if you are new to the show, please feel free to head to our website, www.pipcast.co.uk, or check out our social media at ODP Pipcast um, on various different platforms, Twitter, Facebook, or email us odppipcast at gmail.com to catch up on all the episodes you've missed from this season. Because, Justin, this is the final episode that we will be recording and releasing for this, our first season and our first year. And it has been probably the longest season I've ever experienced. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You know, Game <laughs> of Thrones, I think we've gone through quite a few series since then. Absolutely. However, but this is, of course, we've been going for just over a year, uh, relatively non-stop since uh, a year ago now. Just over yes. a year, in fact. Um, and uh, it's been an amazing season. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, we're not saying goodbye and never coming back again. We're actually going to be doing some busy stuff over the summertime uh, and bringing some new content uh, and addressing some of the things that we need to focus on uh, with the Pipcast brand uh, whilst we're enjoying the summer. Absolutely. Um, of course, we wanted to finish in May. It's when we started. It was the month we started last year. Um, and that was going to be our episode two weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, Unfortunately, uh, Justin, you had to go away to Thailand yes. uh, for your father, who had unfortunately had an MI. Yes, he um, did. He did. Are you okay to talk about that now? Yeah, Is that no, right? absolutely. Yeah. I know. I went from uh, living my normal life, and then within about forty-eight hours, I found myself on a plane yeah. flying all the way to Thailand. So yes, yeah, so he had a heart attack, which you know, thankfully he survived, which mm-hmm. is always good. Uh, but unfortunately, he also had um, an intracranial bleed, which they tried to manage um, and uh, with a burr hole and tried to evacuate the. Uh, yeah. The, the, the clot appropriately um, and uh, then subsequently bled again uh, so then he got himself a lovely craniotomy wow I know so it was been it's been a crazy bit of time absolutely um, and being not only in Thailand but also dealing with all that emotional trauma yeah um, but he's he's doing alright good he, he's got a long road ahead of him as you can imagine he's alright from a cardiac point of view so well done they, <laughs> they, they stented him and he's okay there but yeah. neurologically yeah. You know, there's a bit of rehab there so uh, a big shout out to the guys in Thailand it's fantastic yeah. To have you there? It's a whole different world, I have to say. How was it? How was it? Because you know, sometimes people think Thailand is a, as a world removed, but actually there are some very affluent areas and centres and stuff. How did the healthcare compare there? Obviously, with a language barrier as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not as good as the NHS. I mean, we are the leading healthcare within yeah. the world, so you know, it's difficult to benchmark and suddenly think we might be remotely the same. There was stuff that was very cringeworthy. Um, especially on the standards that we all pride ourselves yeah. on. Uh, but it was very good care. The biggest thing was communication because uh, it would clearly, the healthcare isn't very good at translating from their high tech medical speak in Thai into high tech medical speak in English. Yeah. So it ended up being very pidgin English after a while. 
I didn't even start to try and explain what an ODP was. Yeah. Because I think that might have just been totally lost. But I tried to persuade them <laughs> that I was, you know, suitably medically... Healthcare-oriented. Healthcare-orientated, yeah. and I knew what they were talking about. Um, Fine. So, yeah, challenging, different standards, language. But we got over it, and I have to say, and it's probably sad to say it, but Google Translate was very helpful. Yes, I bet it was. And I was able to yeah. translate really well. And I, yeah. and I tested it because my father's uh, wife uh, is Thai. So I made sure that before I showed the Thai nurse what I'd written from English into Thai, that oh, it actually, there wasn't offensive. There wasn't offensive. Yeah, absolutely. It's all very. Um, That's what you definitely do. Pictoform, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so I yes. had a run in with that when I was younger with trying to translate. It did not go well. Not go well at all. Um, <laughs> but a big thank you to all the listeners that, that messaged me privately yeah. and, of course, retweeted and supported me. It was lovely to have the ODP community behind me uh, it has been very some very difficult times but uh, knowing that you guys were supporting uh, was really helpful and of course my family were somewhat disconnected from me for at least a week yeah, exactly. um, so they, they really struggled but I guess big th- shout out to them because they uh, had to manage all of that by themselves yeah, that, I mean, that just goes to the fan base that we have had and all our listeners who have been involved. Um, and a, a big thank you from us in general for mm. all of your support this year. Everyone that's contributed, uh, whether it be just a comment here or there, whether it be uh, an interview that you've you've been a part of or a piece that you've conducted for us. Thank you so much because we could not have done this show without you. Uh, and this year has been really fantastic for us. It certainly has. We've had some big high-profile retweets, supports, comments. We've had some of those high-profile people on Pipcast. But actually, what makes Craig and I tick are you, the individual, who likes, tweets, comments, reviews our podcast, either on SoundCloud, iTunes, or any other platform. That's the kind of stuff that keeps us going. Because when it comes down to it, we are just two ODPs sitting behind a mic trying to bring you the good news of being an ODP. Absolutely. Uh, With that in mind, in the summer break, we are trying to give you guys, the listeners, or anyone who's interested in getting involved in this podcasting world, um, the opportunity to essentially join us here at Pipcast. Uh, We would like to release throughout the summer... While me and Justin are gathering content for next year, uh, we would love for you guys to record pieces, whether you be at conferences, whether you record little bits between you in groups of friends, in something we're dubbing Piplets, which will be little little podcasts, maybe 10 or 15 minute segments or shows that you guys can do and kind of demo and we'll release it under the Pipcast banner to kind of show your skills, show what you're doing in healthcare. We've got some lovely support with some other podcasts that are really well established already, but we We would really love to have your input as well, um, you the listeners and people who want to get involved, particularly in this area. Like Greg said, there are some other clinical podcasters that are out there that work from other disciplines that have agreed to produce some small bite-sized pieces to be put into the piplets. So the principle is that you will tune into the piplet. It will have the same theme tune with a slightly different voice. Um, And in the middle, it will be you or the guest star. They will do their bit. And then, of course, it will finish with our our theme tune. So uh, ultimately, it's a very small bite-sized version, but it's an opportunity for you to still have content over the summer. makes it easy for us to edit because we'll be very busy with all our uh, other bits and bobs for Pipcast. But... Uh, Like Craig said, it's a great opportunity for you, the listeners, to get involved. So we know there's a lot of educators out there that want to take part and want to promote some of the talks that they have. So if you want to do that, then come on. It'd be great to hear from you. 
So if you would like to get involved in this, you can get in contact with us in so many ways. You can head to Twitter, go to at ODPPipcast. You can tweet us on there or direct message us um, if we follow you and you follow us. Just get in touch with us there. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is just search for Pipcast on Facebook. We're the first ones that come up. Please just click on uh, the message us. We do respond very quickly. Um, or you can email us at um, odppipcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go to our website, pipcast.co.uk. Uh, head on there there is a form at the bottom you can fill that in or record something for us directly on the website send it through to us we would be more than happy to have you involved um it'd just be really great to to, to hear what everyone has to say uh, and we will try and also maybe include uh maybe a rerun of some of our favorite interviews that we've had as part of the piplets uh season mm. i suppose over the summer sounds fantastic and <laughs> During the summer, not only will we be spending time with our family, but we are recording some more content. And Absolutely. of course, uh, Craig and I have been both invited as Pipcast hosts to the AFPP conference. Yep. Uh, we've obviously got the Sheffield Hannam University yes, ODP can't wait for that. event. Uh, and of course, CODP have invited us to some of their events that they're running. Yeah. One coming up soon, which is their education. Yeah, event. we'll be at the Q Forum. So there are some lots of things that we're going to be getting on and, and recording audio from and ultimately promoting what we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, if you want to be involved in, in, in helping generate us generate that content, whether you don't want to do a piplet on your own, you just want to be interviewed by us or you have an inspiring story, um, then just get in touch. Again, those links, we'll put them in the show notes. You can always get in touch with us um, in many different ways. Please do. Um, so it is... Just over a month ago, yes, it is now. We celebrated the first ever National ODP Day, yeah. and I really do hope you enjoyed our episode. We tried yeah. to capture as much as we could, uh, and I think, it, I think, if anything, we only scratched the surface based on what was on social media. However, we had one last piece of audio that we wanted to share with you. So it's the first National ODP Day here um, at NUH Nottingham University Hospitals Trust. Um, what we did in the lead up to ODP Day we sent out um, a survey for everyone to nominate um, who they'd like to put forward for ODP of the Year. We had an amazing response and loads of people nominated and some of the things that were said were absolutely fantastic. Um, the winners were shortlisted um, and then a panel uh, went through each of the nominations and what people had said about them and decided on a final winner. So today on National ODP Day, um, our first ever um, Operating Department Practitioner of the Year for 2018 was awarded and the winner was Nina Kumari who is the Deputy Team Leader of the Obstetric and Emergency Team at the City Campus and some of the amazing things that her colleagues said about her she is a role model to the team and her peers her commitment shines through 100% all day every day in all aspects of the job Nina motivates not just the team, but all the staff in the department, which is just fantastic. So I'm here with Nina now. She's just been presented her award. So Nina, how does it make you feel to be the first ever NUH ODP of the Year? Thank you, Hannah. Uh, I'm really honoured. Uh, I feel very privileged. Um, obviously, it's all uh, thanks to my team leader, Kim Hope, and my fantastic team in the emergency and obstetric department. Um, oh, so I'm quite nervous to be fair uh, didn't expect to win 
um, but obviously it's um, a great achievement for all ODPs. Um, so um, what made you decide to become an ODP in the first place? Uh, I decided to become an ODP um, after working as an auxiliary for two, three years, uh, then did my training. Um, I love patient care, I love working as a part of a, a multidisciplinary team. That's fantastic, Nina. Congratulations on your award. <laughs> so that was Hannah Saw, who is the Student ODP Development Lead at the uh, Nottingham University Hospital Trust, obviously celebrating, uh, getting involved in, in, in celebrating and recognising uh, all the great work that ODPs do out there. Um, and what a fantastic award to give and what a fast, fantastic award to achieve, to, to receive. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? We get to hear about nursing, the nurses yeah. of the year. And, and it's great to see that ODPs are being recognised within that trust. So hopefully that will inspire you, the listeners, to maybe approach your managers, Absolutely. to maybe have something under the same process. Um, Hannah is available on Twitter um, at um, HSawODP. Uh, if you just look at her Twitter page, there's... She's an incredibly busy person yeah. promoting ODPs. And in fact, recently she's just done the Three Peaks Challenge. Outstanding. So, amazing stuff. So, uh, as you can imagine... Have to get up really early to catch Hannah. Yes. <laughs> and she didn't win. No. She didn't win. That's oh, crazy. Astonishing, eh? But a Pipcast supporter badge is on the way to you, Hannah, <laughs> so don't you worry. Uh, and so... Uh, thank you all for communicating with us for the ODP Day. It was great to hear from you and, uh, of course, um, lots of great stories to share. And hopefully the buzz of being an ODP is continuing out in the community. But as for today's main feature, uh, now these two gentlemen uh, are titans, I would say, of the uh, medical uh, social media I think, world. I think I'll even go as far as their royalty. Royal, they, royalty. Are royalty. they are royalty. Well, they are royalty. Um, one we've known for quite some time, uh, and the campaigns have really been taking off internationally now. Uh, and the other one has popped up, I suppose, more so in the last 12 to 18 months, yeah. specifically involving theatres and the Theatre Cap Challenge. Of course, we're talking about uh, Chris Poynton and Rob Hackett. Uh, Chris Poynton of Hello My Name Is, the campaign for his late wife, Kate Granger, and Rob Hackett who is the anaesthetist who's really spearheaded this campaign, this theatre cap challenge that was brought on by a student midwife in the UK. Now we know in the last time Chris was on the show, which yeah. was very early on in our season, um, Chris was alluding to the fact that he was going to do a worldwide tour, yes. predominantly going to Australia, yeah. uh, and promoting the campaign. Yeah. And of course that was absolutely the right circumstance to bump into our friend Rob Hackett. This is um, well, It's an absolute pleasure to meet up with one of my heroes, Chris Poynton, co-founder of the Hello My Name Is campaign. Uh, hello, Chris. Welcome to Sydney. Thank you for joining us. Um, yet, um, we've been following your tour down under. It's amazing to see you spreading the message even further. For those who haven't come across the campaign before, though, could you maybe just explain a little bit about what the Hello My Name Is campaign is about and, and why you started it? Yeah, of course. And firstly, hello, my name is Chris, and it's a pleasure to be in Sydney, in Australia again. The campaign was something that my late wife, Dr. Kate Granger, and I started in 2013 following a hospital admission where we noticed there was a distinct lack of introductions from healthcare workers and 
rather than not doing anything about that lack of introductions, we decided to use social media as a platform to start the campaign and it's taken off in a huge way from those early days. But why do you think it's so important that healthcare staff introduce themselves? I think it's the first step on the ladder of a therapeutic relationship between two people. It doesn't have to necessarily be a doctor-patient relationship or a nurse-patient relationship. It could be two healthcare workers talking to each other. I mean, they may never have met that person before, if it's an agency worker or a locum. And it is just the start of that relationship. It's something that's so simple, that's so basic, and it starts a better communication tool between those two people. It's, it's an amazing thing that you're doing here. Were you surprised, though, as well, how quickly the Hello My Name is hashtag took off? We were surprised in the initial stages, and in some ways it was a little bit sad that it did take off in such a big way because it meant that introductions weren't always taking place across healthcare and continue not to take place across healthcare even now. So it was, you know, sad in a way, but also good that we were doing something about it. And I know that my late wife, my late wife's legacy is one of a better um, healthcare because of the because of the campaign. I completely agree, and it's. It's taken off massively. I mean, you, you've had over 1.9 billion you know, impressions on Twitter, and that, that's just massive mm -hmm. amounts of impressions. Um, now why do you think, though, that it's taken off so well? I think the key things as to why it's been so well received by people are it doesn't take very long to do, it doesn't have to cost much money, and it improves patient experience. So my question to people that don't do it is, why would you not want to do this? And the selling points are the lack or, you know, you don't need much financial investment in order to do this. It's just a common curse. It's a, like I said before, a first step on the ladder of that relationship. And Chris, I mean, you, you haven't come from a medical background mm -hmm. yourself. You haven't worked in healthcare before all of this happened. But now you are, you're exposed to a bit more about healthcare. What, what are your thoughts about the medical world? So my background is retail and logistics for the last 25 years. And you know, there is some crossover. You know, we always say in the business I work in that the customer should be at the heart of everything that we do. In a similar way in healthcare, the patient should be at the heart of every decision that's made within healthcare. And that's something that I'm trying to bringing to healthcare, you know, from my experience and from the organisations that I've worked in across healthcare, you see so many good practices that take place every single day, mm -hmm. but then they're also um, within various media outlets, you only see the bad things. Yeah. But there's so many amazing people that work within healthcare doing amazing jobs, looking after people every single day. They're the ones that you know make a real difference. I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I've yet to come across anyone in healthcare who I don't think doesn't want the best for every single patient. So I, I just absolutely love what you're doing here, um, and it, it has done so well, and it's received quite a bit of support from other people. So, you, in particular, you've had celebrities get right behind it. So people like Richard Branson and. Uh, Kylie Minogue, for example. Mm -hmm. How did that all come about? So, it was twofold really. One was for high profile business leaders and celebrities to endorse the campaign, which I made it my mission 
to get as many people as I could to actively endorse the campaign on social media and tweet about the campaign because that's how you get a message spread across the world. And secondly, because Kate deserved the best in life, I wanted to make sure that she met these people and she had the best experiences that she could because I firmly believe that she truly deserved those experiences that money can't buy. So for her to be able to meet Kylie Minogue was unbelievable. For her to be able to meet the Queen was an amazing experience and it's those kind of things that she deserved. And on the flip side also, it, it promoted the campaign. Yeah, good on you. I mean, you've done so well in generating all this initiative. Um, there, there are other people that you've got involved to back it as well. So you, you've had political ministers come behind and people like Theresa May. Did, mm -hmm. did you actually find that that was quite helpful? I think within any healthcare system and within any country, if you've got endorsements from you know, the heads of those countries and the prime ministers within those countries, then it's something that you know, you've got the main endorser there. So obviously David Cameron before Theresa May endorsed the campaign and then Theresa May just a few days before Kate died um, when she came into power, she endorsed the campaign. And to have the backing of those kind of individuals really does show that the support is there. But on the flip side for them, it's also good showing that they're behind the campaign because you know, it's good for, for the general public. You've been providing support as well for another campaign, the, the Theatre Cap Challenge, which is another hashtag that was started by another English person, a student midwife in the mm -hmm. United Kingdom. It, it's great that you're providing that support as, as well to this campaign. But, um, do you see some similarities and crossovers between uh, the Theatre Cap Challenge and the Hello My Name Is campaign? I certainly do because in some instances, you can't verbally say to somebody, hello, my name is Chris. Mm -hmm. and, and any form of communication which makes it better for the patient or better for the individuals working on that patient is positive. And there is very much crossover between those two campaigns. Thanks for that, Chris. And it's great, you're, you're taking this message even further now. You're traveling around the world. Um, you're in Australia at the moment, but you know, you're, you're gonna be going elsewhere with with this uh, can you tell us a little bit of, a bit more about where, where you're going and, and what sort of things you, you're doing so i decided to take a 12-month sabbatical from my career to take the campaign on a global tour a lot of that has been spent within the uk but it's also reached far further than that i mean we operate in over 20 countries now as a campaign um obviously we've not been to all those 20 countries but I've been to Australia a couple of times, we've been across to New Zealand. Um, when I return back to the UK, we're traveling to Denmark, we've been to America. And I'm sure other invites will come along as well to spread the story and spread the inspiration behind the campaign. And, and you're receiving quite a bit of funding and charity money as well. Just, can you tell us a little bit about where that money goes afterwards? Yeah, so we support two charities as a campaign. and. Before Kate died, she had a target of reaching a quarter of a million pounds for one of those charities, which we reached just before Kate died. I've now set a new target for those charities of half a million pounds by the end of 2018, which we will achieve. And the two charities, one is the local cancer charity, which provides funding for new equipment, for, for the gardens, for artwork in the atrium at the hospital. And the second charity is the hospice where Kate died, and that's to provide 
you know, further funding for staffing, for the gardens, um, and just to make end-of-life care better for the people that are in that hospice. So my mission now is to raise as much money as possible for those two charities. That's great. And, you know, recently we've heard some of the hat manufacturers are starting to give some of their money towards your charities as well. And we're looking at extending this out to... Uh, in emergency departments, people buying scrub tops with "Hello, my name is," and hopefully we can push some more money towards your campaign. Now, where do you see "Hello, my name is" going as well in the future? I mean, you, you've talked about um, a, a book and, and a play, and an annual day as well. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about these things? Yeah, so starting off with the international Hello My Name Is Day, that's going to be on the 23rd of July every single year going forward. And the reason why we chose that date is Kate and I got married on the 23rd of July in 2005, but Kate actually died on the 23rd of July 2016. So on our 11th wedding anniversary is when Kate passed away. So that's the reason why the date was chosen as the international Hello My Name Is Day. Um, the play, which we've had written is premiering next month in the UK. All the profits from that will go to the charities. And then I'm in the middle of writing a book which will hopefully help other people going through something similar to what I've been through in the last few years, seeing it from you know, the husband's side um, of the bed. And also, once again, all those profits will go to the charity that we support in, in order to reach that half a million pound target. And also as a part of the grieving process for me to get my thoughts down on paper and if it helps one other person in the world then it's been worth doing. And one last question Chris, I mean if Kate was here today given all this amazing work that you're doing and, and, and the impact that it's having, what, what do you think she'd say? I think and I know that she'd be so proud of the campaign, she'd be so proud of what I'm continuing to do for the campaign and you know, Kate and I were fortunate, we knew what was going to happen, we knew she was going to die. So we could talk about what was next for me and for my life and for the campaign and we very much talked about some kind of global tour before she died. So I know that she's fully behind this and fully supportive of the campaign um, as we go forward. And she's my inspiration every single day with everything that I do. Oh, good on you Chris. Thank you so much for coming to Sydney, thank you so much for talking to us. I mean, I'm really looking forward to spending a bit more time with you, buying you a few cold beers, because personally, I, I believe, you know, we, we cannot thank you enough for what you're doing, so mm -hmm. cheers, mate. Uh, thanks very much, and thanks for everything you do as well. All thank right. you. This is So a few weeks ago on ITV, they had uh, David Attenborough meeting the Queen. Okay. And this is essentially, for me, kind of a, a, a very similar thing. It's a parallel, you had, isn't two, it? <laughs> you had two heads here um, of, of really important campaigns within the healthcare setting. Um, one specifically involving theatre and one that involves... All, in, all encompasses all of healthcare uh, yeah. together, and, and and just chatting about the things that they they've done, and 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 obviously Chris's journey in particular, and and the kind of the celebrities he's met, and how that helped to inspire uh, Rob and his work. I mean, it's really fantastic to see the power of social media. It's unbelievable, you know. As a student ODP, or even before I came into the world of ODP, and I was an NA. You you saw all of these initiatives, you saw yeah. all of these plans, and you would always think that there was a a massive 
brain behind it all. There was a mastermind of committees, and, and before it went live, there was lots of planning. But once again, here I am now in 2018, and quickly learnt that actually a very small idea that grows traction and has legs, it then runs and becomes what it is. Here we are, we have... You know, the late Kate Granger, who yep. was, was disgusted by the fact that no one would introduce her, her, their name to her. Uh, and that inspired a, why don't we speak to each other and introduce our names? And then, of course, and then it grew into a, mid, a student midwife who was probably fed up of being asked, are you a student who you are? Yeah. So she, she just wanted to know, well, yeah. write it on my, write it on yeah. my hat. Yeah. And here we are now with two well-established campaigns. That yeah. really is astonishing. And and it's amazing, is it? The the fact that social media has been able to we talk about the ills of social media and, and, and my talk, if you're going to the Sheffield Hallam conference, will be around social media and healthcare. And this but these two for me are, are the pinnacle of, of what you can do with, with good positive social media in, in terms of campaigning. Um you can go to uh, Rob Hackett has a website called the uh, it's the Patient Safety Network or psnetwork.org. It's a, it's an initiative that are running all these different kinds of campaigns uh, throughout Australia, New Zealand. It's something that I wish the UK would grab a hold of and get involved in. Um, I'll certainly be getting involved in in that with Rob hopefully in the future. Um, but please take a look there at the website. Um, and obviously with Chris, you can check the Hello My Name Is website. Yeah, so Chris has a really good website. On. Lots of free resources that you can download. Yeah. So you can actually even just run your own campaign very inexpensively within your own trust. Yeah. But you also can buy your lanyards, your mugs, your your ID bands and ID badges. I mean, you can throw some money at it and get yeah. some really good stuff back. So, you know, these two campaigns are very accessible on yeah. social media and on the uh, on the internet. Um, and isn't it It's just amazing that those two key figures... We're in the same room at yeah. the same time. I mean, they're both clearly very good friends on social media and they do relate and retweet and like and share all of their posts together. But here's two campaigns that came together, moulded and has generated such a great buzz about communicating your name to other people. And what you've just listened to is an exclusive to us. So yes. the plan is that video will go live and so you'll be able to watch it as part of the network within Hello, My Name Is and, of course, the Theatre Cap Challenge. But the actual audio itself has not gone live until it was launched as an exclusive here on Pipcast. So you are the first person to hear that interview. I think we all knew that they had met, but actually we never got the outcome of that interview so uh, thank you very much to rob and to chris for allowing us to grab that audio and to put it onto pipcar so with all that in mind uh, i think we should take a couple of minutes just to just to have a chat between uh, ourselves justin about our favorite episodes maybe our highlights of the year um for me talking about the those simple ideas we're talking about the the the, the theater cap challenge and 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 Hello, My Name is very simple campaigns. And for me, what better way to start than Colin Putt, the nuclear missile engineer who Absolutely. developed the pump bridge yeah. at, uh, in Plymouth. What a fantastic idea. A very simple bit of kit that has is, is, is really taken off there. And, yeah. and really great to hear from him and that kind of innovation that happens in healthcare. I think one of my favourites was that opportunity to share what life was like to be a student ODP. Uh, and so thank you for the students that, that took part in that um, with Rosie Rag and Alex Still and of course Lauren Stacey who all came on the show and just shared their experience, their motivation, their learning from being a student. And of course that is archived now and actually is an episode that 
that is going to be listened to by future generations of students to try and take some of that information yeah. to just make their experience into the student world of being an ODP really good and there's no better way of promoting that other than on a podcast like Pipcast. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed the chats we've had with ODPs that have done things uh, a little bit different. So we had Tom Mann who went straight into A&E from qualifying to be a, an ODP, which is absolutely fantastic. And then most recently we had Tim Barrow, who was this ODP turned field medic, which is just just an incredible achievement um, as well as all the other ODPs that are still working within theatres but going to do extraordinary things or, or, or work in different and extraordinary ways we had Mark Hellaby um, talking about his simulation um, and with that regard remember Sally Gilbert when they talked yes. about how they challenged their department to get under sort of a five minute transfer to get the get the clamp on in cardiac theatres and they achieved it after the second or third time it's fantastic and one of the great things about this podcast through Pipcast is that we've broken the barriers of the inner sanctum yes. of the two key organisations that, that showcase and promote the role of the ODP. We had an exclusive interview with Hannah Abbott who had just been in the post for about a year yeah. as the CODP president and of course we spoke to the most senior member of the AFPP which is the CEO Dawn Stott of AFPP yeah. uh, and she spoke to us about her experience of being that manager uh, being a non-clinical person within that manager and what she does to promote us as perioperative practitioners i mean exclusive really here we are two odps that speak that talk behind a mic and we yeah, suddenly yeah. were able to access these these key people and they weren't hiding behind an article it was raw it was fresh it was it allowed us to, to question them and, and i love that opportunity yeah and it was it was nice because it got answers to you guys it wasn't these faceless people anymore these faceless organizations it it got answers to questions that people were asking and we will always endeavor to do that and please send your questions to us for these people in the future um I would like to say a big thank you to one of our biggest supporters throughout this whole thing and that has been Tony Jeremy yes. who's put a lot into the show um doing our um our Das Smack conference episodes uh, lending some of his educational time to us with his stuff on human factors really enjoyed the stuff like that and the conferences as you mentioned we've been to talking about Das Smack the AFPP conference episode which was really fun the SHU conference and speaking to um, possibly one of my favourite contributors because I have uh, essentially championed her framework so so much is Helen Lowe's. Um, so please head to head to um, if you want to uh, head to the SHU conference, please get in touch with Helen Lowe's uh, or Vicky uh, Cadman, who is I believe taking it over and talk about that ODV, ODP development framework because that for me is where we should be heading. And of course, we've been perfectly placed for some amazing news over the last year, mm. you know, with the new president of CODP coming in with lots of promises that the organisation was going to grow from strength to strength. And of course, during our time, we also became AHP registered yes. so uh, as official. So, you know, it was it was great to be able to promote that on this show. And, and thank you listeners for listening in, because of course, that really helps us know that we're actually talking to people out there. But it's been a great experience and, and what a, a what an amazing year yeah um and for us as well we had sort of lastly we had a bit of seriousness we had chris van Hout um talking about second victims and kind of that mental health side of, of theaters especially with the the attacks that have happened in the past sort of 12 to 18 months and and that really takes its toll particularly on theater staff who will see some some horrific things um 
we really thought that was important to get something like that out there. But on a lighter note, I remember doing the research for the vegan anesthesia episode, which was really fun to do. Yes. Um, anyone interested, if they are a vegan and they're going to have an operation, please uh, go and check out episode 14. Um, that's the one for you. Um, but one of the big highlights for me... Uh, as I'm so into films and TV and everything like that, was being able to talk to Danny Corain and the process he had um, playing Billy the ODP in Critical and also catching up uh, with how the process works, how he went to St George's Hospital and, and really praised the team and the work that the ODPs do there and how he talked about that he instantly saw this relationship between the anaesthetic ODPs and their anaesthetists in this kind of double act that we all know about. Yeah. And as an actor, it was really great that he could see that as part of his research. He just it was got really it, good. didn't yeah. he? He just got it. And then speaking off mic, he, he continued to. Yeah. And, and fantastic. And, and he's been big friends of both yeah. uh, 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 of us and Pipcast. And of course, recently did our video for ODP Day. So again, uh, it's great to have those links. And I'm pretty confident he'll be back on the show at another time. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who's supported us. Thank you to all the apps and developers and and, 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 and companies that have, have really helped us and, and we've tried to promote uh, all your good work that you do that's that's really helpful for our practitioners, whether it be the Peroptive Guard on the Go or the Peroptive Logbook. Um, and another big shout out to one of our big promoters, particularly at the start, and we cannot uh, say this enough, but thank you to Angela McPhee. Yes, it was lovely to have Angela McPhee. I mean, it was... Very early on, we discovered that this, there was this character yeah. who had taken over the at NHS account. In the early days when they were just trying it out, was it worth the risk? Uh, and Angela uh, basically was the right place at the right time, read the right newsletter and was then involved in uh, promoting the role of the ODP for a whole week uh, on the at NHS Twitter account. And so she was the right person to get on our show. And of course, since then, has been a big supporter of Pipcast and our paths have crossed many of a time. Uh, and so big shout out to you. But that's it for the, uh, I guess, the 2017-18 the yeah. series of Pipcast. Uh, we will be back in the end, at the end of 2018, uh, September 2018, uh, with a brand new series uh, that will be starting again uh Bi-weekly, fortnightly, not bi-weekly. That's I did that last time. <laughs> yes, bi-weekly. Episode one. We, you made the same yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fortnightly. Yes. Or fortnightly episodes. Um, we'll be back. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can head to uh, www.pipcast.co.uk, click on our social media links, or head to Twitter and uh, contact us at ODP Pipcast. Go to Facebook, search for Pipcast. I can't say this word enough, Pipcast. Um, you can email us directly, odppipcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can go to the website and directly contact us there, or send us a little spreaker uh, voice control. But if you want to see us in the flesh, then we will be in attendance. Uh, firstly, myself will be attending the uh, SHU ODP conference where I'll be giving a talk on social media. That's on the 4th of July. Please get your tickets now. It was a fantastic conference last year. Last year was the inaugural one. It would be really good to see how it develops this year. Um, we'll also be at the uh, University uh 
Educators Forum, the Q Forum that's organized by the CODP, talking about podcasts and education, how they can help, um, how they can help educators, how they can help students. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to being part of that. Um, but obviously, the big one for us, uh, which Justin, we were featured within the Perioperative uh uh, the Journal of Peroptive Practice this year. Yeah, or this, this month. This month, yeah, it was really lovely to see that AFPP is promoting the fact that both Craig and I, under the banner of Pipcast, uh, are becoming very involved in this year's residential conference. Uh, we plan to do a lot of the links between some of the talks. Uh, we will be opening this year's conference yep. to then hand over to the president and the CEO. So a uh, bit of an open mic session there. I hope they know what they're getting. But there you are. It's all going to be good. Uh, and it's and we're also embedded within the program, supporting some of their new education projects that they're running. Yep. So we're going to be looking at some of the learning outcomes from that. Uh, and we're there uh, for the entire of the conference. There's still time to book in, uh, I've been told. I think yeah. they are doing good for numbers. They have opened up to more people this time. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, they're going to be holding it in, in different parts of the university. I believe it will be the biggest conference they have had. I believe they're trying yeah. to, they're, they've really opened up the space. And because it's the 60 year anniversary of the AFPP, they're doing an exclusive deal of £60 a day to come and see this conference. It is fantastic. If you can do all weekend, brilliant. If not, £60 a day is a great deal uh, for some really, really good talks. So it's the 9th and 12th of August. It's in the University of York. Uh, and all inclusive delegate packages are from £120 if you're a member or £200 if you're a non-member. Like Craig said, there are day packages for members and non-members. Um, and, and it really does look like a an informative, educational, fun-packed, uh, conference with lots going on and of course what you can see isn't all that you're going to get because yeah. of course behind the scenes there is a uh, an, a plethora of companies yeah. that all come to one space to promote their wares to talk about what they do uh, we covered that in the, one of our previous podcasts that we'll put into the showcase to the show notes uh, so you can then um, link back and kind of listen to what a conference is all about uh, and if anything uh, we would love to see you there as fellow Pipcast listeners. And we've got plenty of merchandise that we will have, yep. uh, including our prestigious Pipcast badges that yes. people absolutely love. Absolutely. Um, so if you are going to be at the conference, we'd love to see you. Uh, and of course, you might recognise us because we've now been sponsored um, to have our own scrubs. So when we do visit clinical yeah. areas, so um, we have now got our own attire. Yeah, so thank you so much to Steve at AWB Textiles, who was really, really helpful in providing us with our new Pipcast scrubs. Uh, they are Dickie's best scrubs, the, the, the brand. They are really fantastic, really comfortable. Um, I'd recommend them. I want a pair of these for work as well. If you head to their website, www.awbtextiles.co.uk, go and check it out for your department. You can get multi-pocketed trousers, folks. <laughs> We need multi-pocketed trousers in our theatre scrubs. Scissors and tapes will be lost exactly. forever in these pockets. If you want to get rid of the pocket on the shirt, you've got to add them to the trousers. So go go over to AWB Textiles. Please check out the range of scrubs that they do. They do them uh, female, male, or unisex ranges. They do a plethora of colours, whether you be um, working in theatres or sisters or whatever, however you arrange your kind of uniforms for your coordinators and stuff like that. Well worth going to... Uh, Tell Steve we sent you. Just check it out. So once again, thank you to Steve for that. So 
the end is nigh. We yes. are here at the end of season one. Craig, thank you very much for everything you've done this year. Justin, thank you. And it's been a, an amazing journey. Guys, don't worry. This isn't a goodbye. We're never coming back. We certainly will be. We've got lots of exciting things that we look forward to telling you about in season two. Uh, one of which, of course, Pipcast will be coming an official company. Yes, That's absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, furthermore, to follow. But don't worry. We will be still active on social media. We'll just be incredibly busy recording more content to make series two even better than series one. So, for series one, that's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. This is Pitcast.